Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. Glad to have you joining us. I'm Mitch Album, your host, also the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, which is the inspiration for this podcast. It's now reached its 25th year in publication, and I had the opportunity over the weekend to record an interview with Ted Koppel in Washington, D.C., where I was speaking at the Library of Congress for the 25th anniversary of Tuesdays with Maury at their big book festival. And then after wow. that was over, I had a chance to go sit with Ted Koppel. And uh, he's doing a piece for CBS Sunday Morning that's going to be coming up. This is where he's working now. And of course, Ted and I go back to Maury. It's when we we met through Maury. We we're friends right. through Maury. And he ended up doing three shows with Maury, he ended up doing several shows with me, and the last show that he did on Nightline was about Maury, and I was his final guest. Uh, when the Nightline wow. program ended after nearly 20 years, or however many years it was on the air, I was his final guest. So Ted and I have a, have a good history, and this will be a lovely piece, I'm sure, uh, to commemorate the 25 years of Tuesdays with Maury, which is hard to imagine, but I mean, for Ted and for me, uh, both of our hair has gotten significantly different colors, <laughs> although I just, his a little bit more than mine, but he's a little bit older than I am. Uh, but uh, we certainly don't look the ages that we did when all this was happening, but still a lovely man and a very, very intelligent and impressive guy. And I was honored to be able to sit down with him uh, for a conversation, which will be coming up uh, at the end of this month. So... We'll, oh, I uh, can't give you wait. Highlights about, yeah, when that is. Uh, but speaking of highlights and 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 uh, milestones, you yeah. had one yourself, Lisa, that was quite large, and it's going to be the underpinning of today's podcast. You want to share that with everybody? Yes. This past week, I turned da 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 da, da sixty years old. Let me mm, tell you, it's a lot different. Thank you. It's a lot different than turning fifty. Um, I don't know how you felt about that, but 50, I was sort of like, ah, okay. Like it, I don't know. It was, seemed okay. Nothing too earth shattering, but something about 60. Wow. I feel like I'm pushed into a whole nother realm now, you know, like it's, it's just so much closer to all that other stuff. So is it the fact that you are 60 and, and in other words, you're present I am 60 years old, that is unnerving you? Or is it that I am 60 years old, which is that much closer to 80 or 85 or 90 years old, which is that much closer to death? Well, I think the second part, like I, th I think about that. My mom died at 85, right? So that mm -hmm. gives me 25 years. I've lived here in California for 25 years. 
it does. Maury's been out 25 years. You know how you say that time seems to fly by sometimes, and sometimes it seems like it's been 50 years ago. But um, uh, I, I, it's hard to think that, wow, I'm, I'm that much closer to like how old my mom was when she died. I don't know. Mm. And I know it could happen to any of us at any time. So that's not a, uh, a thing. Look at Maury lived to be 78, right? So. Right. Well, and Chica lived to be seven. And so, she could live uh, to be it, seven. So yeah, you don't I mean, know. I just right. think maybe it's because we talk so much about it on this show that I, I, I really start thinking more about life. And uh, I don't know, 60 to me, whatever that whatever that number is, is uh, is uh, just, I don't know. I have well, to sit with it for a while. That's, I think, uh, the theme of today's podcast and, and, and maybe perhaps the, the good title for it. What's your number? Mm. What's the number that suddenly makes you feel, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh could be, uh-oh, I'm running out of time. Uh-oh could be, I have been running this body down for so long that I've now reached this age. Uh, uh-oh could be a milestone in your background. As you pointed out, your mother's age. Uh, I, I, I know people who, uh, well, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was uh when I was 21, I was living in New York City with uh, my uncle. I was living in the same apartment building with my uncle who had, I've mentioned him before, my uncle Mike, who has, was my sort of surrogate father. Mm-hmm. I mean, my father was a wonderful man and I loved him, but uh, he was a little more reserved and my uncle Mike was, was like me. You know, he was, he was the, he had all the characteristics that I kind of sometimes wished my father had in terms of uh. fun and and, and engagement and music. You know, he, he loved to play piano. He taught me how to play piano. He loved to play football. He taught me how to play football. We, we, uh, he taught me to drive, you know, a lot of things that my father, quite frankly, was, was busy at work doing a lot of, uh, you know, during that time. And, and I did a lot of that stuff with my uncle. And, uh, when I was 21, he was, I believe about 42 and he died. Uh, he died from pancreatic cancer. And I remember thinking at that time, I'm half his age. So I'm halfway to when he's, when I'm going to die because Uh I was, I was born on his birthday. He named me. There's kind of a funny story with that. I'll digress for a second. My (laughs) mother, uh, who knew that she was going to have me in late May and knew that his birthday was May 23rd, said to my uncle, her brother, if it's a boy, uh, you can name him if it's born on your birthday. Ah. So sure enough, the birthday comes around and it was getting close. And my mother was, you know, could tell that there was a pretty good chance that this was going to happen. So she started to add some caveats into it. And she said, all right, if it's a boy only, you get to name him. And it has to be an M because her father's name was Morris and he had passed away and they wanted to you know, if it was a boy, they wanted to name me after her father. Okay. He said, that's no problem. Fine. I can do it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This is my uncle. Yeah. All right. Fine. And M. Yep. All right. It's going to be a boy. I know it's going to be a boy. I know it's going to be a boy. Well, sure enough, seven o'clock on May 23rd, I come into this world and I am a boy and yeah. therefore the deal has to be consummated. So my uncle comes in, I think the next day or whatever and says, all right, 
you know, my mom might still be in the hospital, even when this conversation takes place. I don't know. And she says, all right, I'm going to keep my promise. What's his name? And he says, Marmaduke. Oh, <laughs> that's Marmaduke funny. Marmaduke Bagatella. That was supposed <laughs> to be my name. That's and funny. my mother said, why on earth would I name him Marmaduke Bagatella? And my uncle said, if you name him Marmaduke, all the kids are going to make fun of him. And he's going to have to learn how to fight. And he'll become a tough kid. And that's what he needs. It's kind of like a boy named Sue before a boy named uh -huh. Sue came out. Remember, this was before the 60s and Johnny Cash. Right. So my uncle had the idea that, that this would toughen me up. And my mother looked at him and said, forget it. The deal's off. <laughs> and Marmaduke. So, yeah. So I could have been Marmaduke Bagatella. Uh, thank goodness my <laughs> mom had the good sense to stay away that's from that. That's funny. But So I was connected to my uncle on all those levels. And so therefore, when he died, I kind of thought that was my number. I thought 42. It's one of the reasons that I became such a workaholic and such a... Uh, fast-paced type A personality in my early years because my, my sense was that I was only going to live until my early 40s mm. and that whatever it was I was going to do, I was going to have to do it quickly. And that became an obsession. And that became the way that I became. And I became very, very work and accomplishment oriented. Uh, I, I wasn't I want to try this and enjoy this and go have fun with this. I was, I was in a hurry, in a hurry, in a hurry, in a hurry. And when I finally kind of clicked on to the career that, that started to work for me, as, as many of you know, I started as a musician. And I think if I had maybe not had such a sense of foreboding doom about how long I was going to be on earth, I might have stayed a musician. But, ah. what, happened, well, yeah, but what happened was it didn't go fast enough. Like yeah. I was writing songs and I was going out and trying to sell my songs to record companies and I was performing with a band and, and I was trying to get us record deals and, and it, it just didn't happen. And what felt to me like an eternity was really just maybe two years. And you look back and say, well, two years, if you really love music, that's not a long time to give it. But it just felt because of this sense that I only had a certain amount of time, it just felt like I couldn't give any more time away to right. it. And I started, like, yeah, I started to develop other interests because it's like, well, this could go on forever. And you know what, Lisa, what was, was one of the, as I'm telling this story, I'm remembering things. One of the, one of the uh, telling moments in, in, in my decision to get out of music was I was interviewing guys for a band uh, because I was, you know, I was the guy who was writing the songs and was out front and I, was, I would hire different guys to be in the band. And at the time you could put ads in the Village Voice or other kind of music magazines in, in the area and get people to come. And I, and I had done that. I had a little rehearsal studio we were working in and, and, and I was looking for a guitar player and a bunch of guys came in and several of them were in their forties. Oh, and wow. they were coming to audition for my band, which was nothing. I mean, we were mm -hmm. just trying to get off the ground. I didn't have any gigs or anything. And that was the first thing they asked was, well, you know, do you have any gigs? Do you have any guaranteed money? And I realized, wait a minute. These guys are good. And they're coming and looking to me for work. What's to stop me from going the next 20 years of trying, 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 trying? And next thing I know, I'm the 42-year-old musician 
going to try to be in a 21-year-old's band. And it was those numbers. What's your number? What's your number? It was those numbers that made me say, I can't do this. I, this is just going to take too long. I can't control it. It, it. There's there's no there's no risk reward. There's no, uh, if you put in this amount of work, you know you're going to get this amount of return. I was working around the clock on music. I was writing all the time. I was doing it, but nothing was happening. So I ended up kind of sliding over into the writing field where I found that if you put in hard work, there were, there were like steps, rungs on the ladder. You could get a job at a newspaper. And then if you continue to work hard, they would promote you at the newspaper. And it was still creative, but there were rungs. There was progress. There was a way to advance, which in the music field, unfortunately, that's not always the case. So my number that hung out over me, that 42, mm influenced so much of my life. And ultimately, when I went to see Maury, when I was 37, we had long discussions about this. And, and he, I mean, I didn't think it was anything at the time. I remember, I'm doing this all in hindsight now. I'm doing this all like, uh, okay, uh, I, I have great hindsight into what motivated me. But back then, I didn't. And yeah. he said to me, you know, your uncle's death is really haunting you. Uh, it's, it's having a lot to do with, with why you're doing what you're doing. And I said, no, 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 it is. And he says, yes, it is. And one of the first things he asked me when he first saw me was, are you in music? Did you go into music? You loved music so much. And I, I remember saying to myself, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how he remembers me as, as that person. But right, I wasn't that person anymore. I wasn't yeah. that person. Yeah. And he kind of lamented it. He felt bad. He said, you know, I, I love the fact that you were so into music and, uh, you know, I, I loved when you I would come sometimes and listen to you play the piano, uh, yeah. which he did. You know, he would come listen to me in the, in, the, in, the, in the music rooms and the practice rooms, and he didn't understand why I didn't pursue my dreams. But it was because uh, I, you know, I was trying to beat the number, and I didn't think that I could do that. Well, look at, look at, um, well, look how far you came and I think, I think it worked for you in the end. Right. <laughs> and I think maybe the door that we think is our door is not always our door. So, uh, you know, I think you found your door Yeah. and well, look how many other people you touched with it. Not that you wouldn't have with your music. And by the way, Mitch, you can do your music anytime. You could still do it. And you do with the Rock Bottom Remainders. You still play and you make people happy. But if you wanted to start a band right now, I think you and Rosie, uh, Mitch's producer on his radio show, who's a musician, I think the two of you should start a duet thing and you can go down to local bars in Detroit and play once a week. Yeah. And that'll be the start. Yeah. After that, we could get you on tour and um, there's still time. The point is, it's never too late to follow your dreams. Yeah. Well, the the thing was that um, what was dominating me was this sense of time. And it was less about music than it was about how much time did I have left? Yeah. How much time did I have left? And that's what I think we're talking about here today, that people go through uh, and, and it, it really kind of can freak you out a little bit. Now, Maury 
had a very good attitude when it came to aging. Uh, because the flip side of my number is coming, my number is coming, I'm getting closer to my number, is that you want to be younger. And particularly, you know, in Maury's case, I asked him about envying younger people because he was 78. What yep. about me? I was 37. Did he look at yeah. me and envy me? What about those students that he saw every year? Like, I don't think I could work in that job where every year the students stayed the same age and you got older. Every Ooh. year, here comes another 18-year-old, and here you are, another year older. And now here comes another 18-year-old, and here you are, another year older. You know, you're watching that their world, your work world is staying the same age, and you're getting older and older in it. I never thought about that. That's crazy, isn't it? Every professor faces that at a college. Wow. Right? Every teacher in, in high school, same kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you get grayer, and they get... Uh, right, and they stay exactly They stay exactly young, the same. Right, yeah football coaches too. But Maury didn't fall for that. Here's what he had to say. I know what a misery youth is. So don't tell me it's so great. All these kids who came to me with all their struggles and all their internal strife and all their feelings of inadequacy and all their sense that life was miserable and some of them wanted to commit suicide. So don't tell me youth is so great because I know better which doesn't mean that it has to be miserable, but I know what it is. At least part of it is in reality. So Maury understood that this, I just want to be 18 again, doesn't mean that you'll be problem free. Right. As he pointed out, 18 to 22 year olds are often think that the, the world is collapsing on them. And how many times do you say to kids at that age, you're young, you're young, it's going to be great. You're young, you're young, as if you're young is like a bandaid that you could put on it. But do you remember when you were that age? It didn't mean anything when someone said you're young because you were always young. Yeah. You always had been young and you always felt young. Nowadays, I think one of the problems with kids is that at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, they don't feel young anymore. They feel mm -hmm. like it's too late. Like I haven't, I'm not already a tech millionaire because Mark Zuckerberg uh, invented Facebook when he was at Harvard and 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 this guy started his company when he was 16 and this and, and look at me I'm 21 22 I don't know what I want to do with my life I'm so old time's running out Well that's and you what stinks. laugh at them Yeah Yeah that's that's stinky now for kids that age because you never had to worry about that stuff when we were that age right I mean you were still finding your way and growing and everything and now when I see like these 30 under 30 lists and stuff you know that mm -hmm. you're you're actually pushing 20 some year olds to have to reach great heights of success in their 20s. Ay, ay, ay. I'm so glad right. that I wasn't part of that. I mean, it was enough. It's enough stress going through your 20s, let alone having to, uh, you know, worry about like, why am I not the CEO of a company yet? <laughs> exactly. We'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, Maury also understood that um, there were other things about being young that were drawbacks like this. And in addition to all the miseries, they're not very wise. They're not very understanding about life. And who the hell wants to live a life when you don't know what's going on? When people are manipulating you, like the media, telling you, buy this perfume and you'll be beautiful. Buy this pair of jeans and you'll be sexy. It's all such nonsense. And we buy that nonsense. And you know in some place that's nonsense. It's all designed to get you to consume and spend money. So first of all, I never listened to ads. And when I, I didn't have the mute on TV, I'd throw my set out. <laughs> what Maury is talking about here is that youth is actually the target, he's correct, is the target of advertising because youth is impressionable. The reason that nobody advertises to people who are older than 54 years of age, you hear that very famous demographic 3554 2554 whatever well why are they stopping at 54 why are they yeah. do ratings they don't do ratings beyond age 54 they they don't uh, do television ratings beyond age 54 why there's so many people in this country who are over 54 it's because they've determined that after 54 you are not going to buy something because of an ad Unless you're, Lisa Goich, unless you're Lisa Goich. Well, unless you're Lisa Goich. Uh, <laughs> but why? Because supposedly you're too smart. That's basically it. You're too smart. You've reached a point where you're set in your ways. You know what you want. Somebody having a sexy commercial, uh, somebody having a athlete as a spokesperson, somebody some, doing something clever with some animals talking to one another is not going to get you to buy the insurance, not going to get you to buy the toothpaste not going to get you to buy uh, the fast food or whatever. You know what you want. You know your toothpaste. You know your insurance. You know your fast food. And whatever you're already doing, you're already doing. That's why they don't cater to yeah. people over a certain age. Well, and so what is that? What's the flip side of that? They're basically saying, oh, good. If you're 18, we can manipulate. Mm. You're not wise enough. To, we, we can just put this ad out and you go, yeah, yeah, I want to buy that. Yeah. That's what they're basically saying. So he's right. They're, you know, youth is not as wise as age. And, and, and don't you find, Lisa, as you get older and now that you're 60, <laughs> that you, you have this tendency to want to say to kids, it, it just it's on the back of your tongue in almost every sentence. Just wait till you're older. Just wait yeah. till you go through a little bit more. 
let, let me tell you something. I've been where you've been, and, and I, I can just tell you your impression is wrong now. But I remember thinking that. But all you got to do is just get older, and you'll see. You'll see. When you're my age, you'll see. Don't you feel like saying that almost all the time? I always say that to people. I don't know if they listen because I think that when you're that age, you think that you know everything already and you really don't. And I don't know how much we value the wisdom of uh, age in this country. But, you know, I, I hope that they understand that when I say from the other side, just wait, like, you know, especially just wait, things will get better or things will change or there'll come a point where you don't care about this anymore. Those are the kind of things that I think are important to, to right. register, you know? Right. And- and, and equally, for people who are getting older, for people like yourselves, like yourself, I, I personally. <laughs> my, I, my multiple yes, personalities, I, myself. I, yeah, all of yous, <laughs> all of yous, yous guys. That's the Philadelphia way. Hey, yous guys. Uh, there is an upside to understanding how, that as you get older, there is a positive that's happening with it. Here is yeah. how Maury put it to me. Mitch, it's very simple. As you get older, you grow and you learn more. If you stayed at 22, you'd be as ignorant as you were at 22. As you get to be 25, if you're into taking experiences in and learning from them, then you've learned three years or whatever it is. And so I find that the process of aging is highly correlated with the process of learning, internal growth, greater understanding, greater spiritual connection, greater enlarging of your vision of what life is about. So it's not only a negative, that is you're gonna die as you get older. That uh, is spot on. Yeah, that is spot on. And, and instead of always just looking at it as oh, we're getting older, that means we're closer to death, which is what you just said a little earlier. You know, I'm 60. That makes me 25 years away from my mother's age of death. Well, when you were 59, you were 26 years away from it. When you were 55, you were 30 years away from it. You yeah. can still say, well, that's that's 30 years is closer than 40 years and 40 years is closer than 50 years. But True. you're looking in the wrong direction. And you're mm -hmm. looking at the wrong things. You're looking just at the at the finish line that you can do. I see the finish line now. You know, I'm scared to see the finish line. You're not looking around you and saying, wait, I'm smarter. I'm wiser. I've grown internally. I'm a better person. I, you know, one of, one of the advantages I realize of, of not being that kind or open a person when you're in your 20s or 30s, as I was. Uh -huh. is that you leave yourself a lot of room to grow. <laughs> so well, That's true. That's so true. I've gotten significantly better. You know, yeah. I, I, and I, I don't say that in an egotistical way. I say it because I see the people around me say it. They say, you're a much nicer guy now, and you're much, you're much more considerate, and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're more into helping people now, and you're less self-involved uh, and self-absorbed. And I've heard it from enough people to, to know, and I feel it. But yeah. I, I, I thank God every day that I was given enough time to grow and given yeah. enough time to evolve into something better than, as Maury said, if you, if you stayed at 22, you're always going to be 22. I wasn't that great at 22. The only thing I had going for me at 22 is that I could eat you know, a meatball sandwich at four o'clock in the morning and not have any <laughs> heartburn when I woke up and, and, and not have any weight go on me.
you know, those, those kind of things. That's, that's awesome. That's a good thing to remember that was great about that time. It's funny, though, I just saw, um, you know, because when your birthday comes, you get all these like Facebook, like Facebook always gives you memories. And right. I saw some pictures of my 50th birthday party that just popped up. And at my 50th birthday, I thought I was really fat. Right. Like that's if you would have asked me how I felt about myself, I'd go, oh, man, I need to lose like 40 pounds. Well, now, now that I'm 10 years north of that, uh, I look at it and I go, wow, I was looking really good when I was 50. Like, there's, the you, whole new appreciation. You And my aunt warned me of that at one point. She was like, Lisa, she, like in my 30s, she was like, Lisa, there's going to come a time where you're going to look back when you're 80 years old and wish that you were 30 again, or you're going to, that you looked like you were, or that you right. could do some of the things or if your physical, your physical self was like it was, you know, things don't hurt. I've had a sore hip for three days. How, how, um, how like stereotypical is that? I, I woke up yeah. the day after my birthday in my hotel. I couldn't even get out of bed. <laughs> I was like, we were in Vegas, by the way, for my birthday. I went to Las Vegas. I want to share something with our audience about that before we finish up. But you you touched on something that's very important. And I think Maury made this distinction as well when people say they envy youth or they want to be younger. Here it is. The critical thing is health, not strength. I don't have to be strong, pick up a big heavy weight. Mm -hmm. I have to be healthy. I was very healthy most of my life, mm-hmm. and I'm all for that. And if working out keeps you healthy rather than strong, then I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. So you get very clear on what it is that's valuable. It's not youth that's valuable. It's what ordinarily accompanies youth, or what accompanies it, like health. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. right about that. How many people are 30 years old and morbidly obese and, and eating their way through, you know, to, to a terribly unhealthy existence, but they're 30. You right. Know, that's not good. And many people, when they get to their 50s and, and even to their 60s, end up being healthier than they were when they were younger. I, I can't tell you how many people, it just seems to be a, a, a very common phenomenon now, who have gone vegan in, in, in their 50s and 60s after a whole life of eating, you know, pretty much anything. And yeah. you see them, it's like, wow, you look great. What'd you do? Well, I'll go vegan. I feel so much better. I'm starting to do this. It, it, it's possible to change your, your health patterns. And why do people do that? They do it because they're getting closer to their number. Yes. Now, why? I mean, anybody who's 25 or 30 could read the same information that, yeah. they, that they're reading in their 50s and 60s that are being vegan or or getting rid of red meat, or getting rid of fried foods, or processed foods, or whatever is going to make you feel better, and and you are going to be healthier, and and uh, maybe going to you know hyperbaric oxygen and other types of things that are natural and can help you feel better. You could do, but people don't pay attention to it when in their twenties or thirties. Why? Because everything's working fine. They don't have yeah. the pains in their hip that that you were <laughs> describing. They don't have these aches. They don't. They don't see that you know, that on the horizon. And so they don't do yeah. it. And that's actually, as you get older and you start to think my number is coming, my number is coming. That's when you take it more seriously because you want to fend that number off and you start taking your health more seriously. So in, in some ways getting older uh, is, is an impetus for yes. being healthier. And it really is health is health is the more important thing than, than the youth. If, if your body holds up, wouldn't you rather be all things considered, wouldn't you rather be your 60-year-old mind in a 
younger body or a healthy body as opposed to having to go back and be, if you could be your 60-year-old mind in your 20-year-old body or your 20-year-old mind in your 20-year-old body, wouldn't you rather have your 60-year-old mind? Oh, I don't want my 20-year-old mind back again. Oh, no, thank right. you. But or my 30-year-old. No, with thank the 20-year-old body. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Oh, this is just the great conundrum of life, isn't it, Mitch? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> but if you, can, if you can try to get that body, again, you take better care of it. You can try to reverse that body so, so you don't feel, maybe at 45, you felt like a 45-year-old, but at 60, you feel like a 45-year-old because you've taken care of yourself better. But now you're 60 or 15 years older mentally. Yeah. But, you know, you've taken care of your body to the point. Now, of course, none of this addresses diseases and outside forces that, that but those things can strike you when you're younger too. You yes. know, the, 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 the cancer or the, 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 the heart attack or so these things do happen when you're younger. So, uh, you know, you fight against them as much as you can and you do all the things that you can, uh, to prevent them. But if you can have that mind that has gone through everything and experienced everything, um, but have, you know, there's, there are some times when, everything's just clicking with my body and I, I feel healthy and I, I, I've got enough sleep and I feel awake and I just feel good. I go, wow, this is, this is great. You know, I'm at, I'm at this, I'm in my sixties and I feel good. I've got all this experience now, all this wisdom that I've learned, all these things that I've accomplished, all these people that, that I now know who I can call about things, whatever. And I feel okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't feel as old as, as, as I would have to be to deserve all this experience. That's when you have the confluence of, 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 of age and health coming together to, to make you feel really lucky. And that's yeah. frequently how I feel at those moments. And you should feel that way at these moments too. And to prove it, <laughs> we're going to share something with our audience. Because when I met Lisa Goitsch way back in, this has got to be what, uh, it's about 10, 26 it's about, years ago, right? About 26 before years ago. Maury, right before Maury. Before Maury. So 26, 27 years ago, uh, we were starting a radio program in Detroit, and I was going to be the host, and I was looking for some people to be on the air with me. And Lisa was one of the people uh, who we interviewed, and I really liked her, and she got the gig and worked with us. And we were talking about guests. Who would we get as guests? And Lisa brought up back then, Donny Osmond. That was, yes. did we ever get Donny Osmond? Now, I have to say that even back then, this is 1996, Donny Osmond was already like, wait a minute, are you kidding me? We're going to have Donny Osmond? You know, he was, he, was, he was already grown up. So the idea of adults talking to Donny Osmond made me feel a little bit silly because yes. I remembered him from the Osmonds. But you didn't care because you had this massive crush on him. Right. And, and and he was somehow coming. He was in our building. He was he was performing at the um, Fisher Theater in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Right. He was Joseph. So he was right downstairs from us. So I'm like, if he's going to be in this building, get him up that elevator and into that chair. And that is what we did because you pushed for it harder than anything. You, I don't know how you made that connection, but we got Donny Osmond to come in. And uh, can we share a little bit of tape from uh, when Donny yeah. Osmond visited us in 1996? Yeah, I have that tape. We'll play that now. 
I watched as the uh, as the the room all said hello, and then Lisa just went to pieces. Well, because I knew that you were just going to start teasing me, so just shut up. Okay? Did we say, say anything? Just at all? because you've had a crush on well, this I, man. Well, I since found out Lisa signed a picture for me to me. I did. You want to see? How it? many years ago was this? Oh God! Don't 20, even ask. 20, or should we even mention this? You just Long time ago. Put it, ago. Put it this way: your your voice had not changed yet. Okay, okay. and she well, had, and I had ago. still dotted my eyes with hearts. Oh, look at that. So this is a picture of uh, he's now Lisa is making the ceremonious handoff of her third grade photo. I gotta say to something, Tony Osmond. You've improved with age, okay? Oh, no, no, no. That's not. I got, you, do you mind if I read the back of this? No, read it. Okay, Donnie O. I love you. You are cute. Your friend Lisa. How do you? Oh, come on! Come on! Uh, come on, you're going to tell me I that's knew. not the perfect moment I for that? I knew that was coming. <laughs> you know, we, we, we've coming. got your whole career on card here. Yeah. But this was a lovely moment. This is Donnie and she'll never, She's a thousand shades of red right now, our own Lisa Goich, in love with Donnie Osmond 24 years later. Well, that's or cool. Or thereabouts. Thank you. So that, that for a Donnie Osmond fan like Lisa, that could have been enough. Right. That could have been enough. You could have but- you could have just ended life right there. <laughs> exactly. How, how old were you then? Oh, oh, well let's see. 25 years ago, 60 33 40 30 in my early 30s, yeah. Yeah, 32 33. But you 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 weren't anywhere near your number at 32 33. No. And so to prove that if you stick around and believe that good things will come as you age, Lisa went to Las Vegas for her 60th <laughs> birthday celebration. Yeah. And guess who happened to be? Was he performing there? He's performing. Or? He's got a residency there at Harris. Residency. Uh-huh. And, and guess who went to go see him? <laughs> uh, and guess who got a moment on stage with Donny Osmond at age 60? Not that the... <laughs> 32 year old that you were but age 60 none other than our own blessed lisa goich here it is don can, can i interject uh it's my wife's 60th birthday today oh you gotta get a song what's your name lisa lisa l-a-s-a 60 get up here she's the director of the uh, the awards the grammys really wow. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Come on, Lisa. It's your birthday. Come celebrate and sing another candle. Another year is true. What? Sixty years. Show us good on you. Oh, Lisa. It's your birthday. So how did you feel, Lisa, when you were dancing on stage? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Well, it was this VIP pre-show event that he does, you know. And uh, thank goodness for my husband who who uh, interjected. He asked that was, He was the one who introduced you. We yeah, heard, we, right? We, there was like a pre-question to that. And then he's like, oh, by the way, um, it's my, if I can interject, I think he said, it's my wife's 60th birthday today. And then and then you hear what you just heard. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I and was, how many I was, people were in that room? Eh, 
I think they were supposed to be like 25 or 30, maybe something like that. So you were, you were on stage there. He was singing to you and dancing <laughs> with you in front of these 25, 30 people. I would have yeah, died of embarrassment. Uh, <laughs> if I get called up and have to dance in front of people, that, that in and of itself is just. Well, I, was like, I don't even, I don't even remember it. One of my girlfriends said, how did he smell? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, can I tell you the entire thing was a blackout. Like, I don't remember any moment of right. it. I don't remember what I said. I wouldn't, couldn't have told you what I was doing up there. I, I just, it was just. Unfortunately, well, all... that, that audio came with video. So we can tell you what you look like. <laughs> yeah. I watched the whole thing and I'll you post just, it. Had a, just had a big smile on your face <laughs> and you had I'll your post... hair in like pigtails or something. So you I looked like here. you were 12 years old. Yeah, and my little buns. Um, I'm gonna. I'll post the video on our on our group page. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, goes to show you that good things come to those who wait and those who turn sixty, <laughs> and that that number should not dominate your thinking. It shouldn't haunt your thinking. It it it, it should be something that you proudly achieve and hopefully surpass. Because if that was the number that as I was, you know, my uncle's death, I remember when I got to 42 and I was okay and then got to 43 and I realized I'm now older than he was. Yeah. And I realized I, I need to live longer to make up for the short life that he was saddled with. And, 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 yep. and I, I want to feel that same way about my parents. You know, my parents died in their 80s, 85 and 88. And, you know, I, when I pray, I say, well, all right, God, let me let me go longer than them. Uh, you know, let me let me have have more years if that's possible, because I, I know what it was like for them, and and they were and they weren't healthy at the end, but I think they were still happy to be here. Uh, you know, and 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 with their loved ones, and if you, it's God's will, then then you know I can be too, and 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 who knows how much longer that. So don't think of it as an end point. Think of it as a as a as a sailing point to try to get to, and then. See what's beyond it, and and hopefully uh, we'll get we'll all get the opportunity to do that. So, therein uh, lies today's lesson and a piece of uh, the first time Donny Osmond has appeared in some form on this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, ah, we'll that's right. Talk to him about uh, he's past that's, his sixtieth birthday too. Yeah, although he's sixty-four. He does not look it. He does not. No, look he's it. sixty-four, and we, we'll do it again. We'll meet same time, same place, Mitch. When we're eighty. Okay. He'll still be performing, looking like yes. he's 12, and you'll still have those little buns in your hair. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, session of Tuesday People, the podcast. Uh, check out the new edition of Tuesdays with Maury with the 25th anniversary special edition with a new afterword that I have added onto the book. And you can get that wherever books are sold in stores and online. And if you have an opportunity to see Tuesdays with Maury, the play that is touring through the state of Michigan uh, right now, heading to uh, the Great Lakes Center for the Arts in Bay Harbor this week, and then next week at the Berman Center in West Bloomfield. Uh, it's really a beautiful show. I've had a chance to see it a number of times on this tour and talk with the audience uh, and the actors afterwards. It's been, been a great, great thrill. So until we get a chance to talk to you again, on behalf of Lisa Goich, happily 60 and happily in Donny Osmond land, I'm Mitch <laughs> Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. 
Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.